Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. In the book of Galatians, we read how God kept his promise to Abraham. He did not revoke it. Through thousands of years have passed since then. He saved Abraham through Abraham's faith. And he was blessed at the world through Abraham by sending the Messiah as one of his descendants. Now, circumstances may change, but God remains constant and does not break his promises. He has promised to forgive our sins through Jesus Christ, and we can be sure he will do so. Verse 16 of Galatians 3 is our text today, and we begin reading, Now God gave some promises to Abraham and to his child. And notice that it doesn't say that the promises were to his children, as it would be if it it was all his sons, all the Jews, as if they were being spoken of, but to his child. And that, of course, means Christ. You see, again, God told Abraham that he would bless him. And he told him that he would bless him and his seed. Now, the Jewish nation, they thought he meant and his seeds, plural, which they took to mean them. No, it was seed, singular. Just one. God was referring to just one of his seeds, which was way out there in the future at that point. And that one was, of course, Jesus Christ. He would be the deal closer. The promises of God to mankind would not come to the Jewish nation, but through just one, just Jesus. Verse 17 goes on, here's what I am trying to say. God's promise to save through faith, and God wrote this promise down and signed it, could not be canceled or changed 430 years later when God gave the Ten Commandments. If obeying those laws could save us, then it's obvious that this would be a different way of gaining God's favor than that of Abraham, for he simply accepted God's promise. God had made a promise through Abraham that anyone who wanted to come to him could be blessed through him and his seed, Jesus Christ. The covenant of the law was not and could not override the legal agreement that was made 430 years before, that of Abraham's. And if it did, well, then God's a liar and we're all lost. But if the promise way back with Abraham still stands, well, we're blessed in Jesus, but only in Jesus. Abraham, he believed that promise when he had no children and he couldn't comprehend how in the world it was going to be fulfilled. He didn't understand how it was going to work. And therefore, Abraham had to Surrender. He had to surrender his will and his life. He had to believe in God. He answered the God he believed of, but he put his trust in a God he believed in. And like us, when he did, he was blessed. Now, there were those who had come to the church in Galatia that were, I guess you could say, messing with people's heads. Everything had been fine up to that point, that People had been growing under the umbrella of grace, and the church itself had grown in number. So naturally, these things, both then and now, always seem to cause a jealous attention of those outside of that sphere 
who seek that success um, but fail to have it. So they, like so many who have followed, began to mess with the church they are attempting to gain power and clout where they had none. And of course, this is a practice that still has continued throughout the Christian community today, sad, sadly. These troublemakers were telling the people that unless they jumped through the hoops of old school Judaism, well, then they weren't really saved. They were saying they had to first follow the rules and the re regulations and the rituals and then follow Christ if they really wanted to be in. Now, today there are many who will try to basically tell us to do the same. It's the old rules, um, maybe it's some new rules, you know, stuff like baptism, church attendance, church membership, confirmation, works, financial giving, etc., etc. These things, let's face it, they, they absolutely may have value, and, and I think they do have value, but not in making us more or less saved. We often confuse the fruit of salvation with the key to salvation. And it works both ways. Some folks will say the good works and holy living and church participation, serving, giving, being disciplined is mandatory to being saved. Well, that's a Jesus plus message, and that's a lie. Fulfilling all of those things in no way proves that a person loves Jesus. But you know, there are others who are quick to shoot down any emphasis on those very same issues saying, hey, <laughs> that stuff uh, is not a consideration because, well, I'm saved by grace. Yes, you are indeed. But all that stuff is an inherent reality in a born-again life. It is a manifest proof that we are saved. It doesn't make us saved, but it says we are saved. And that's a fact if God's power is involved. And to reject that premise, well, that's simply an act to render God and his salvation, I don't know, as capable of changing a person's position, but apparently powerless to change a person's passions and lifestyle. And we know that that's simply a lie. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.